Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about our free discovery call. If you're unsure how to start or build a consistent brand, let's talk. Just go to danielleclarkcreative.com to book your free discovery call and see how you can create a brand that helps you win more customers and reach your goals. Welcome to Build Better Brands. I'm Danielle Clark and this show is here to provide insights, techniques and strategies to help you establish a better brand with confidence and clarity. We're on a mission to help as many people as possible start and build stronger brands so they can create happier, healthier lives for themselves and those around them. Hi and welcome to another episode of Build Better Brands. Today I'm joined by Kyle Stout and Kyle is an email marketer and digital marketing consultant. He's a founder of Elevate and Scale where they help e-commerce businesses unlock hidden revenue and put their sales on autopilot while spending zero on advertising. So welcome to the show Kyle. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here today. Really looking forward to our chat. And um, yeah, so email marketing, that's often overlooked by small businesses, isn't it? There's so many tactics and things out there. Everyone wants to be on social media. Um, But email marketing is often something that people don't prioritize. Yeah, you know, I think it's most people are aware of it, of course, because we all receive a bunch of emails every day from businesses. And I think it's just because there's so much excitement with social media that it's in the back of the business owner's mind. Like they just, they know it's there. They know it's always going to be there and they think, Oh, I'll get to that. And because they don't really dive into it, they don't realize how much potential is actually there until either they've started to talk with some other business owners and it's always going to be an inevitable, you know, topic of conversation that comes up is, you know, what are you doing with your email? Um, or they actually just start to implement it themselves. And a lot of times we'll find, oh, you know, it's, it, you can, it, assuming you have a list that's already there, you can get some traction going pretty quickly. Yeah. So how did you get started with email marketing? Cause that's what you focus on now. Was this your first business? Has stuff happened before? Definitely not my first business. Um, I never, never thought that, you know, one day I'm going to grow up to send emails for companies to other people. Right. Um, but so digital marketing originally was, was kind of like a side hustle for me. So I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, um, out of college, I had started a a business in the oil industry, which is, I didn't even really want to do that. It was just like a, an opportunity that I turned into another opportunity. And this was kind of on my radar. And once the oil market crashed at that time, I was like, okay, I had a little bit of money. I was like, okay, now I'm going to go start a business uh, that I really want to do. And so I started to just do freelance copywriting really just as a way to learn more about digital marketing. And I wanted to just generate enough income to kind of pay my bills while I built up some other type of business. And that just led to this journey of a whole bunch of trial and error of trying different businesses uh, um, that you know didn't quite work out or they worked for a while and then something went wrong. And eventually I got to a point where I was doing some online fitness coaching because I had just been kind of sharing my fitness journey on the at the time on Instagram just for fun. And that led to me, you know, uh, taking on clients and helping them with their fitness journey. And while I was doing that, I was still copywriting on the side. 
And one of my copywriting clients recruited me to be the CMO for their company. And it was just like this crazy opportunity. So um, I quit coaching, went all in on that. And we ended up running an email program that I just developed from the different things I had done with different clients up to that point, generated the, you know, a ton of sales in a very short amount of time. And I was like, okay, there's something here. I keep coming back to this email marketing thing because with all my copywriting clients, that was really where I was seeing the most success for them. Um, so then I just decided, hey, I want to go start my own thing. And I knew that at this point, I kind of realized that the common denominator, I kept coming back to digital marketing. So why don't I just go all in on this? And so I started my agency and I knew the email marketing was going to be the main service I wanted to offer. Okay. So... You initially were working in and around a company that dealt with oil and now you've become an email marketer. That is, <laughs> it's been quite a, not your kind of given industry, really, when you think about how different the two are. <laughs> no, well, the oil thing and for one thing, I've always just been one to, I've had a lot of random jobs over the years and done a lot of random, I was the DJ at one point in college, like just random. I just always oh, cool. have been one to kind of, yeah. I don't know. I just, like when life throws things my way, I'm, I'm one to say yes, you know, and jump on things that interest me. So I would say, honestly, the oil thing was more of a, that was more of, uh, what do you, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that was the outlier. Like all the stuff I've done before and after usually were marketing and sales related. That was just a very random opportunity mm. that popped up. And the, the work I was doing, I was just living in these remote areas, like in courthouses, just dealing with legal documents is nothing at all. Yeah. And, and nowhere near as fun by any means as doing digital marketing. Um, and again, it was like, I just knew at the time, like, I know I don't really want to be doing this. And so, you know, once... Mm -hmm. Once that industry had tanked for a little bit, I could have gotten, tried to go get a job in that space, but I was like, no, this is, I don't, I don't even want to be doing this anyway. So now I'm going to go after what I really want. Mm. I think it's really good. I think it's really important that you paid attention to the fact that you knew deep down it wasn't something that you wanted to continue to do. You, you didn't really want to do it. And then you pursued the thing that, that you enjoy. You know, you just said yourself, you what you do is fun. Um, so I think there's real, real value in that. So in terms of email marketing then, does it have a lot of value compared to all the new social media platforms that are available to business owners now? I know we touched on that earlier, but is it is it re is it more valuable or should people be focusing on both? So I would say that email marketing just compared to email marketing in the past is more valuable today than it ever has been just because it's one of the only places left where you have a direct line of communication with your audience on a platform that you own and control. And with social media, everything's changing quickly where you can build up a following on one platform and then the attention shifts to a new platform or they might make a change to the algorithm and all of a sudden your content is seen by a fraction of the people who used to see it or you know your account can sometimes even accidentally get suspended. So it's this ever-changing thing where you have to constantly adapt, whereas email tends to be very reliable and sustainable. 
Uh, you're sending your content right to the person's inbox or with SMS to their phone where they have fewer distractions than whenever they're scrolling on their social media feed. But all that said, social media is also more powerful than it ever was before. So I don't, I don't ever think of this as either or. I think you know you get the best results when you have the attitude of how can you do both? And I see it where social media is the tool to get the attention from your target customers. And then email marketing is the tool to capture that attention and then convert it into revenue for your business. Right. So uh, social media is there to, to capture attention. And then email is there to, I suppose, build a relationship and continue to nurture once you've got the attention of your ideal customers. Exactly. Because it's very different. So sometimes, you know, someone might watch a hundred videos you've put out on TikTok before they end up signing up for your email list. So that person's very warm and nurtured. It's going to be very easy to get sales from them with email. A lot of times people, they find maybe a, a piece of content you had went viral, or maybe it just like that one particular thing really resonated and they'll sign up, but they don't really know anything about you or your brand yet. And so you need to have you need to use the email marketing, uh, whatever you have set up for them whenever they sign up to try to educate them on who you are, what your brand is about and win them over because you don't really, you don't always know where they're coming from and where they're at in terms of how much they know and like you. And, and ultimately with marketing, it's like you have to get them to know, like, and trust you before they want to buy. Yeah, I'll talk about that a lot, you know, knowing, liking, and trusting because when people make purchases, they're emotional. It's always an emotional decision and because they're in, in pain in some respect and they're looking for your product or service to solve that pain. So I totally agree. It's about knowing, liking and trusting um, and it sounds like email is a great way to do that. So let's say those listening today, they're a business owner, maybe they've never really thought about email marketing. They don't know where to start. What should they do? Okay, so it really, you don't want to overcomplicate things at first because some of this stuff, the technology or the terminology might sound kind of complicated, but you are literally one YouTube video away from getting the first thing implemented. So first thing is you got to have a way to capture leads. So you need to have a form on your website where people can opt in. And ideally you need to offer them something in exchange for signing up because people just... Uh, they they know how the game works and they're not no one's excited to sign up for someone's email list for no reason and even the promise of you know exclusive content or whatever that's just not enticing to people so it could be uh, you know a coupon that they can use on their first purchase it could be some sort of free resource or training it could be some sort of consultation call so something that makes sense for your business but you you have you create that free offer put up a form where they can opt in and then from there you need to have that first automated email series set up that's going to follow up with them after they opt in to give them more information about your brand, your products or services, what kind of customer experience they can expect. If you have uh, reviews and testimonials you can share, do that. And this is that, this is really that creating that first impression where you're trying to, you know, do the no like and trust part, because again, you have to assume that if they signed up, they may not really know much about you and you're, you're starting from square one. Um, and then beyond that, this is going to be very different for your type of business, but for the vast majority of businesses, there are several other automations you can set up that are going to be tied 
to your sales process. So if you're an e-commerce business, having something like an abandoned checkout flow set up or a browse abandonment flow, if you are a service business and let's just say that uh, you deliver people some sort of free training uh, and then from the free training, you're trying to get them to then hop on a consultation call or some sort of sales call. You can have follow-up in between those things. So that's the next place to look at is just looking at the step-by-step sales process for your business and looking at where can you automate follow-up in between those steps. And once you get that initial you know, set of automations created, those are going to run 24-7 for you. So you just have to do the work up front. And now they just work on your behalf and it frees up your time to now focus on getting more traffic to your site. So you don't even need to worry about all the ongoing email marketing yet. It's, I would say it's, you know, wait until you get a few hundred emails uh, on your list before you start to take on that, that additional challenge of, okay, now I got to come up with new ideas and, you know, I got to be sending them emails on a regular basis. Okay. So what you're saying then, Kyle, is to start off with, have some sort of offer to capture people when they come on your site, for example, and then off the back of that, create a series of emails to nurture them. And then don't worry too much about doing the regular, okay, um, I'm now going to be emailing this person, I don't know, every three days or every week or whatever. Just focus on that series first and, and see what happens. Exactly. Because so, and this is, I mean, if the business is already established and they've already had a, a ton of customers and they've already got a big email list, well then by all means, you can do both. You still prioritize the automations just because it's going to, you're going to be more efficient with how you're getting your traffic. And usually getting the traffic is where we're spending a lot of time and money, especially if you're running ads, right? So that's just going to help you right there. But if you do have a, if you already do have a big list, yeah, then you can get into because you're just going to be able to generate more revenue by doing that. You're going to be able to nurture that list and keep them warmer. Um, but for someone, if they're, if this is very early stage for you, uh, there's just no need to be doing a lot of ongoing email marketing to 20 people because it's just not a good use of your time. You're probably going to get more ROI on your time to growing your email list in the first place before you take on that task of doing that. Got you. Okay. Really good tips. So, You've already touched on what to avoid doing, but is there anything else that should really be, you know, completely avoided? What are, what are you, some of your um, no-nos? Okay, yeah, there's definitely a lot of no-nos uh, to avoid. So just off the top of my head, I mean, don't get caught up in only emailing your list a discount every single time because, so here's the thing with email marketing. Giving, doing some sort of, you know, store-wide sale or whatever, that is the quickest and easiest way to get a spike in revenue. I'm not saying you should never do that. That's that's where we have holiday sales or even like flash sales. Those are great, but that's a tool to have in your arsenal. If you, if you only send those kind of emails, people are not going to want to buy at full price anymore. And they're especially not going to buy from your emails at full price. So you're just, you're training them to not value the your offer at its full price. And really with email marketing, we don't need to do that. You can actually, you know, send compelling emails that, you know, uh, deliver or, or explain to them why your offering is valuable without that. So that's number one. Um, you don't want to rely on gimmicky subject lines to try to spike your open rates. This is like a very common thing I see online where people are so hyper-focused on having the right subject line. And the truth is, 
your sender reputation or what they think of you is way more important than the subject line. Because if you think about it like this, if your mom or your best friend emails you, you're going to open the email no matter what the subject line said, because mm. you like them, right? Mm. So if you yeah. focus on sending them emails that, that they're going to like receiving, you will find that it doesn't, I mean, to an extent, it doesn't matter that much what you say in the subject line. You will see the trends in your open rates go up or down based more around the content. And also when you're doing things like segmentation, where you're sending uh, emails that are specifically created for different groups within your list. And then the last thing I would say here, and this applies more to businesses that already have a bigger list or they've already you know grown their list some, don't send every email to everyone on your list. Uh, you have to do that up front because if you've only got a hundred people, like you're not going to create five groups of 20 people. It doesn't make sense. So, but as your list grows, start to use segmentation and start to try to send emails that are more personalized and, and get to the point where not everyone is getting every single email. So for one, they're just not, you're not, you can email more often without everyone getting, feeling like they're getting too many emails. And they're also getting emails that are most likely to be interesting to them. Got you. Okay. Hmm. Lots, lots to ponder on there. Um, I've kind of started doing email marketing. <laughs> um, something I want to get more consistent with. And, you know, some of, some other business owners that I speak to, again, it's something that's kind of, they're aware of it, but the focus is still very much on social media. So it's become, it's not a priority for them. Um, so really good insights and advice there. Um, one of the things a lot of people I speak to struggle with, and it's the same again with social media, it's content ideas. It's coming up with ideas as to, okay, if I'm going to do this email marketing thing, what what do I actually say to people? What should I be sharing? What should I be telling them? And And a lot of them struggle. So if you've got any ways or you know hacks for people to come up with better ideas for their emails yeah so this really is what i find to be the most challenging part for most people and that's why i say you know what don't even pressure yourself to to even take this on until you have a you know until your list has grown a little bit but then to really see the full you know potential of the revenue you can get you will have to get to where you're doing these ongoing emails so the first place is I would say, take a step back if you haven't already done this and do some of the strategic work for your business um, around creating a brand story. And there's a book I recommend called Building a Story Brand, which is a, an amazing uh, process you can follow. And if you just read that book, you will, you'll learn all these different tech copywriting techniques that without even having to have any kind of copywriting background. So that's, that will show you how to talk about your business in a way that resonates with your ideal customers. And it will show you how to figure out what they really care about as far as what they want and they need and what their fears and pain points are. So you do that. And then you want to have a messaging strategy that you sit down and create, which is really, if you read that book, it'll, that's really the same thing. But uh, so once you've kind of got this strategy for all of your content, whether it's email or social media, and you have an idea of, okay, this is how we're going to start talking about our products and services. These are the things that we've identified that we know our customers care about or they don't care about. Now you can use their questions, uh, their concerns, all of those different pain points, all of the things they're trying to achieve from your products or services, the lifestyle that they want to live as, you know, that however your 
products or services help that. Now those, that's a starting point of potential topics. So then it's just, a, okay, how do we come up with some, some angles where we can talk about these topics, but then we can also, of course, tie in our product or service, right? Because we, we are a business after all. So, you know, we got to uh, generate sales here. So that's where it's just really trial and error, but just there are some different things you can start with. So you can, you know, product education is a great angle to use. Uh, storytelling. So maybe sharing a story about your founder, sharing a story about a customer. You can even share stories. Let's say you're a new business and you don't have any customer stories. And then maybe even your founder doesn't have some like really cool before and after story. What you can do is just tell stories about people in your market and show, hey, people, you know, people who do, who use products like this or who um, you know, use a service like this, these are the kind of results they get. And you can rely on like research and statistics to, to back that up. Um, so that's a way you can still tell stories without having any real stories yet. You can do something I call uh, problem meets solution, where it's like you focus on a very specific problem that your product or service solves. And the whole email is just about that one problem. And then how your offer solves that very specific problem uh, you, I like to do myth busting. So taking ideas that people have, they believe in your market and just completely shatter that myth with your own unique take. You know, people that usually gets a, a really uh, strong response from people because it's just fun. And then thinking beyond discounts. So trying to create urgency, but but uh, not always relying on discounts as the promotional tool. So things like pre-orders. So you know, giving them early access to something. Uh, back in stock reminder, because that implies that the thing was sold out before. So there's high demand for it. Uh, creating a gift guide. It's a great way to, anytime there's any kind of holiday coming up, it's a great way to show off your products, but also it's useful because people are always looking for ideas when they're shopping for someone. Um, or even just like make up something like a, make up a feature, a product of the month. And you're just making a big deal about this product and, and, you know, Really, you just wanted to talk about the product, but you make it a fun thing because it's the product of the month, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's really just like giving yourself some freedom to uh, have a conversation starter and then just focusing on the things you know that they care about when it comes to the actual content. Awesome. There's loads of topics for and, and ideas there. So um, I think them alone, you know, especially if you're emailing, if you decide you're going to email people, you know, once a month because you want to get started, you want to be consistent. There's loads there for people to get started. So thanks a lot for sharing them, Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. So as we, you know, we're kind of about to come to the the first end of the first quarter of this year. Um as as we're recording. Um what are your plans for Elevate and Scale for the rest of the year? What are you most looking forward to? Oh, so one thing is because in the over the years, I have worked with all different types of businesses. And up until this point with Elevate and Scale, I've been focusing more on just e-commerce businesses, specifically with the email platform called Klaviyo. Um, and at this point, after I've just been you know talking with more business owners, and so what we're working on right now is really wanted to get back into working with other types of businesses again. So working with B2B services and things like that. So uh, that's really my focus right now is just, uh, you know, the, the challenge from the business owner perspective is creating systems and processes where you can then have a team 
also deliver that work at the same quality that you would do yourself. Um, and then anytime you want to expand, my approach at least is to then go kind of be the first one to go and do that thing and inform the processes and then, you know, work out all the kinks and then start to create the processes where I can have someone else then take over and know that it's going to be delivered effectively. So that's really, you know, beyond what I'm doing with doing podcasts like yours, uh, that's really where I'm focusing a lot of my energy right now. Awesome. Sounds very exciting. Yep. Should be, uh, I mean, and it, just the podcasting also has been a lot of fun. So it's definitely great to have these kind of conversations. Likewise. So for those listening that want to find out more about what you do and reach out and maybe get some advice, how can people find you? Yeah. You can find me anywhere on social at elevate and scale. And then if you want uh, a free resource I offer, if you're getting started with email marketing, then go to winbeforeyousend.com and you can download a checklist that will help you send campaigns that get more sales and engagement. And it'll just save you time with this step-by-step process you can follow. So that way uh, you make sure you're not having any mistakes with your emails and you're able to grow your email sales channel. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kyle. You've kind of shared so much there about email how to get started, what not to do, how to get ideas. So really, really great episode. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Build Better Brands. I am so grateful to have you tuning into the show and I'd love to thank you personally. So wherever you are in the world, remember to tag at Danielle Clark Creative in your social media posts and stories. Let us know when you're listening. You want to know what you've enjoyed about the show and give you a shout out. And if you would like to help more people like you discover the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us rank higher and reach more listeners. It's also a great way for us to help you with the problems your brand might be facing. Suggest a topic in your review and we might feature it and you in one of our episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.